jumper on the way. He hits, and it's a three. It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in. Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer. Lots it up ahead. Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand. Taj Gibson with the defensive play of the game. It's over! It's over! Celebrate Wolves Nation! Welcome into another episode of Wolves Cast Audio on Demand. John Fokey alongside Cal Soderquist here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Coming up on this episode, we go way back as we continue our celebration of 30 seasons of Timberwolves basketball. One of the original members of the Wolves, Tony Campbell, will join us, share his thoughts on uh, not only his time in a Timberwolves uniform, but also prior to that, his time in an Albany Patroons uniform and the connection that the Timberwolves and the Patroons have. It's uh, some good stories coming up from Tony Campbell. Plus, the uh, NBA's 2K League is set to kick off its season. We'll get all the details on T-Wolves Gaming coming up in our third segment. Of course, we'll go three in the key to preview the rest of this homestand. But first, Cal, Carl Anthony Towns continues to shine. There's been a lot of conversation over the last week or so about uh, whether he's going to end up on that all-NBA team. And, you know, that is something that will be decided on by the voters. And, you know, unfortunately, you or I don't have a vote for that. In fact, Alan Horton doesn't even have a vote for that anymore as the team, uh, as the league has taken those votes away from, from team employees. But let's just take a look at Cat's production, not just on the season, because we know how good he's been overall this year, but since the All-Star break. He's averaging 33 minutes. That's what he averaged before the All-Star break. He's putting up 31 points on 55% shooting, 48% from beyond the arc. He's pulling down nearly 15 rebounds, dishing out four dimes. Now, the turnovers are up to nearly 4-2, but that's part of the byproduct of having the ball in your hands a little bit more. Uh, You're going to end up with a higher turnover percentage, but Overall, since the All-Star break, and I know that you know Minnesota's just been slammed by injuries, but Cat is doing everything he can and everything he could up until last Friday to try and drag this team into the postseason before they got officially eliminated. And and that's not just a you know a week and a half stretch, a small sample size. That's a month plus. That's when, fourteen when, games. Yeah, you go back to the All-Star break, and and the thing I've enjoyed watching the most, and as you said, he's. Got the rock in his hands a little bit more. You basically can funnel the offense through him. They, mm-hmm. They've found, Ryan Saunders and his staff have found sort of unique ways to get him touches, whether it's uh, at the elbow, top of the key, Tyus tries to get the ball up to him as quickly as possible, let him square up and maybe see his defender, see the basket. We're, we're seeing him take some of those bigger, slower defenders off the dribble a little bit more, and it just has allowed Cat more ways to be creative and unique. Yeah, and I just love, as you said, that they're funneling things through him. I mean, you look at his shot attempts before the All-Star break, 16 per game, he's up to 20 cents. His three-point attempts, four and a half, he's up to 5.9, so nearly six attempts. Since the All-Star break, he's getting to the free throw line uh, two more times per game, and the rebounds are up three per game. I mean, he has really just raised his game. And and I think those areas, the three-point shooting, getting to the free throw line, the rebounds, uh, those are areas that you need. Those are winning areas. And if Cat can 
play like this through the rest of this season and then bring that into next season when you're talking about a healthy team with Robert Covington and you know oh, some healthy point guards, <laughs> whether it's uh, Derrick Rose, Jeff Teague, Tyus Jones, whoever, uh, you just imagine what this unit could look like with him playing like that and the ball in his hands a little bit more, surrounded by healthy players, and boy, it feels like the sky's the limit. Yeah, it's a scary thing, and it's only going to do great things for his development, even if the, the touches go down a little bit, but why would they? He's already a guy, you know, we, we've heard op opposing coaches talk about how they game plan against him, and then they basically are just resigned to the fact that he's going to be a 2010, if, if not more. It's been impressive. I'm going to do my best, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Well, he's just going to get his, <laughs> and, and we're just going to have to just deal with it and shut the other guys down. I mean, that's just how it is. That's what you hear out of D'Antoni and just about every other coach. All right, uh, video game numbers being put up by Carl Anthony Towns. We'll talk more about video games as uh, we, we get into the NBA 2K League. T-Wolves Gaming set to make its debut coming up next week. But coming up next, Tony Campbell, one of the original members of the Timberwolves, stops by as we celebrate 30 seasons of Timberwolves basketball right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Welcome back to Wolves Cast Audio On Demand. John Fokey with you here in our Target Center NBA Tonight studio. Still to come, the NBA's 2K League opens play next week. Minnesota's newest franchise, T-Wolves Gaming, Set to make its debut, we'll get all the details as we chat with Brandon Casado, also known as Hood. Plus, Cal Soderquist goes three in the key as we get set to close out this four-game homestand. But first, all year long, we've been celebrating 30 seasons of Timberwolves basketball. And on this episode, we get a chance to chat with the man who set the original franchise scoring record, Tony Campbell. He was with the Wolves for that inaugural season. When we think of that first season of Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, so much of that team came from the Albany Patroons. And you had Bill Musselman there, uh, yourself. There were a number of other Timberwolves that uh, ended up in that inaugural team that all kind of spawned from the Albany Patroons. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, we were uh, a group of hardworking guys, though, who kind of had a chip on our shoulders. Um, and the chip was, uh, you know, we felt like we had something we had to prove. Uh, in order to get back into the NBA. And, um, you know, collectively, I think um, with that energy and with that spark and with um, that dedication that we had put in there, um, it was nice to have a person like Coach Musselman, um, you know, um, as our leader. And I think it um, pretty much um, was the springboard to, to many of us returning uh, back to the NBA, and um, especially here. Uh, in uh, the Twin Cities. You know, and we think of that team and, and the players that were on that team. Uh, so you guys all kind of had the, the chip on your shoulder. How did Muss kind of use that to to propel you guys that season? Because you won the championship. Yeah, well, you know, I think what it was, was first of all, it was just great chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a great chemistry. We had a group of guys, though, who, um, you know, uh, would, would would die for each other um, at the end of the day. Coach Musselman was that kind of leader, though, though who 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 meshed everybody together with all their talents. Um, he gave us a clear identity. Uh, he gave each individual player uh, an understanding of what he meant to the team. Uh, if you were a guard, you did what guards do. Forward, you did what forwards do. Centers, you did what centers do. Um, and you do that. And if everybody collectively understood that, then uh, as a whole, you know, we would get to 
so-called the promised land. Um, and I tell you, um, you know, with the energy, and I joined the team late. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so this kind of um, this vehicle was already in motion, and then I came in though uh, pretty much, um, you know, as like gas, and just gave it, you know, you know, <laughs> you know gave it more power. Um, so, um, but you know, the lesson that we all got out of that though was that. Um, you know, if we continue, you know, to be a fist versus a hand, uh, you know, that we would, you know, have a bigger punch. And the second thing was, um, you know, as, you know, as Coach Musselman, um, you know, guided us and, um, you, know, you know, gave us this energy and gave us this collective spirit um, and we would die for each other, though. You know, he was a very loyal coach mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, he would say to many of us, you know, hey, you know, if I ever get an opportunity, you know, I'm going to bring you guys, I'm going to take you guys with me, with me. And and he lived up to it, you know. I think that there were about four or five of us though who, who were who were on the team in the, in the CBA, and then we came with Coach Musselman as he, you know, got his opportunity here in, um, in Minnesota. And I think of that year as being very special for you. Not only do you win the the championship, but then you go to the NBA <laughs> and, and the LA Lakers capture a championship as well. I believe you were the first. Uh, to accomplish both those feats in the same year. Yes, that, I mean, that was um, something that um, I totally slept on. I had no clue of. Um, <laughs> and then so many people were, you know, were telling me, though, that I was the first person in history to ever win two championships in one season, <laughs> which which to me was just, you know, awesome. Um, you know, I think that that was just a, a great blessing. Um, and, um, you know, it was almost like a tribute to the dedication that, you know, that I had put in myself, though. But, but I myself didn't really accept that, you know, as my accomplishment. I accepted that as like our team accomplishment because those guys, um, you know, without them, um, that could have never happened for me. Because, again, I got there late, though, mm-hmm. and they had already established, you know, 40 wins um, or, or maybe 30 wins. And then, you know, I contributed my part. And then, unfortunately, you know, I ended up leaving them, uh, which was a heartbreaker um, because, uh, you know, things were going so well up there. Um, but it was almost like an offer I couldn't, be, you know, I, I couldn't refuse. Um, kind of like a, a Godfather analogy. Uh, I couldn't really refuse it though because it was the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. and I had offers before that um, that I didn't take because we were so successful in, um, you know, uh, in Albany. Uh, number one and number two, it was always great hanging out with Mike Tyson at the time. <laughs> Tyson was hanging out in Albany. Yes, yes. Um, he would go up into the Catskills and train, mm-hmm. and then you know for a respite, you know he would come down. Um, he would come down into Albany, uh, where where a lot of his friends were, and then you know we would you know we would we would hang out with him, and so it was <laughs> it was just a great place to be though, and um, you know anybody in their right mind you know would not have wanted to leave that um, that place at that time. And at that time, that was Iron Mike. I mean, you're talking that 80- was Iron Mike. <laughs> Iron Mike. You know, that was that was the the undefeated Iron Mike. Tyson, though, who was, uh, you know, who was taking the world by storm. How about that? Mike Tyson just hanging out at an Albany Patroons game back in the CBA during the 80s. Unbelievable story there from Tony Campbell, one of the original members of the Minnesota Timberwolves organization. Tony still hanging out in that top 10 all-time scoring list for the franchise. He currently clocks in at number 8 with 4,888 points to his name. You can hear my entire conversation with Tony at our SoundCloud page. Just head to soundcloud.com slash wolves radio. All right, keep it right here. T-Wolves Gaming making its NBA 2K League debut. I'm joined by one of the members of that squad next right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. 
The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wolvescast continues. John Fokey with you here. Coming up shortly, Cal Soderquist will rejoin me as we go three in the key to put the wraps on this four-game homestand. Well, in our last segment, we are talking to Tony Campbell, one of the original members of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Back in a Wolves jersey, he put up video game-type numbers, but now they're actually pros, putting up real video game numbers in a video game in the NBA's 2K Esports League. The league started a season ago and expanded this year to include T-Wolves Gaming, Minnesota's esports team that made it through the draft and training camp, and now they've got an eye on their season opener next week. For more, I caught up with Brandon Casado, also known as Hood, who's set to make his debut for the franchise after playing for Cleveland a season ago. So yeah, I was traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I played with in season one, to the Timberwolves. It, it was kind of a crazy experience, you know, to get traded in a gaming world because you, you know, you really only see that in professional sports. So, I mean, it, it was it was definitely a cool feeling. And when you got here and started to kind of get your bearings, what were your thoughts on the launch of this organization? I mean, everyone here in this Minnesota Timberwolves organization has been, you know, very welcoming and open to learning about, you know, the gaming world. You know, a lot of people sort of like, you know, brush it off because they think it's just a video game. But a lot of people here actually want to learn about what we do. And I feel like that's really interesting. What's it like being a professional gamer? It's a, it's, a, it's a feeling I can't explain to you, you know, to be here and be a part of an NBA organization by playing video games. And, you know, for me, being 21 years old and being able to move all around the country, now Minnesota, last year I was in Cleveland. I mean, I could, I, I, I could have never told you a couple years ago that I'd be doing this. Well, and growing up, was there any thought of that? Did you think, wow, this is a possibility or were you just sort of lucky to, to kind of look into it? To say that I could see myself doing this, I, I, I can't say I, I can't say that because I never thought it was possible. I never thought this league would, you know, come about. But, you know, I played it for so long and I knew I was good enough. So I knew if there was ever an opportunity, I would be here. How cool has it been to see this league grow from year one to year two and then looking ahead at the commitment, whether it's from the NBA, from the individual franchises, to where this league could become? I mean... If you, if you look at it this year and you see, you know, four new teams joining, that, that's growth. And, and I feel like, you know, going through the, through the next couple seasons, the most important thing to see is growth. So, for example, this year, like I said, four, four new expansion teams, got a sponsorship with Champion. You know, the league is just getting bigger and bigger, and hopefully it keeps expanding. How easy has it been to acclimate yourself with your new teammates going through training camp and knowing that your first game's coming up right around the corner? I mean, off the court, it's already a brotherhood, and you know we're excited to get things started and hopefully bring a championship back to Minnesota. Talk to me about the tournaments and the excitement level, knowing how much money is on the line in some of these tournaments that are going to be happening in season. I mean, that's, that's why we play the game. We play the game to be the richest 2K player at the end of the season. Hopefully we could do that. Starting off next week, we play the, we play the Memphis Grizzlies, and the, the Wizards and $120,000 tournament. So hopefully we can take it home. The highest paid, but at the end of the day, you want to win a championship too, right? Yeah, for sure. If you win the championship, that's 50000 for everybody. So that's, that's big money. That's Hood, also known as Brendan Casado, one of six members of T-Wolves Gaming, which is set to make its debut in the NBA's 2K Esports League coming up on April 3rd. You can follow along with all the action via the website Twitch or follow T-Wolves Gaming on Twitter at T-Wolves Gaming.
Keep it right here. We go three in the key with Cal Soderquist next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The season is here, and unforgettable experiences are just waiting for you and your group. Catch the pack in action and get in on pregame performances, player high fives, photo ops, and more. Find your experience now at Timberwolves.com groups. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wrapping up Wolves cast, audio on demand, John Fokey rejoined by Cal Soderquist in Minnesota with a nice stretch of home games here as we wind down the regular season. Boy, it felt like since the All-Star break, the Wolves were gone pretty much the entire time. But now, great chance for uh, fans to see this Timberwolves team, but also to see some of the top teams from the East and Western Conferences still playing with a lot on the line, Cal, as teams jockey for position in both those conferences. And it's interesting, you feel like uh, we've got you know, you you know who's going to be in the postseason, but we have no idea what order they're going to be in. I think that will be a lot of fun here down the stretch. So it's time to go three in the key. What do you got for us this week? It's a fun finish to this homestand. The Sixers on Saturday, the Blazers on Monday. We'll start with our first key player, Joel Embiid. Uh, you can say plenty about the two starters who were in-season acquisitions, both Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, acquired via trade, but... JoJo is still the anchor of this team, especially offensively. He seems to be rounding into playoff form just in time. Uh, Over his last five games, he's averaged 31 points. He's shooting 51% from the field, and that's not higher only because he's stretched his shooting. He's he's going behind the arc. He's shooting 36% from deep, and uh, to go along with that, he's averaging 15 boards and four dimes over that same span. He's also getting to the free throw line an impressive 12 times per game, connecting on 80% of those. And boy, the Wolves owe the Sixers one <laughs> after uh, what happened in Philly earlier this year. A revenge game. Second key player is uh, Ennis Cantor. You know, that devastating injury for Blazers big man Yusuf Nurkic earlier this week. And Cantor is, is probably the likeliest candidate to sort of step up into that increased role uh, and really seize the opportunity. He was signed in February. Everyone scratched their head a little bit and wondered, you know, how will he fit in with Nurkic? Will there be enough minutes to go around? But that signing could prove especially vital, uh, especially as the postseason comes around for Portland. So watch him on Monday. And then finally, third key player, Luka Doncic. Uh, We we can talk real quick, the rookie of the year race. Trey Young certainly has made a late charge, but Luka is playing like he wants to hang on to that front runner tag, if you will. He's had back-to-back triple doubles uh, last weekend and then earlier this week. He, ha- he now has seven on the season, seven triple-doubles. How about this? It's already the most triple-doubles for a rookie in Dallas Mavericks franchise history, and it's tied for the third most by a rookie in the history of the NBA. Wow. He has matched Magic Johnson. Uh, he trails only Ben Simmons and Oscar Robertson, and it's going to be tough to catch the big O. I think he finished with, like, 26. Uh, we move to two key stats now real quick, 40. We saw the L.A. Clippers do it earlier this week to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We saw the Sixers do it to the Wolves in their first meeting. 40-point first quarters. They can be a backbreaker. Sixers are as good as any team when it comes to jumping on an opponent early. Philly has tallied 40-plus in an opening frame six different times this season. It's the second most in the league behind only the Golden State Warriors. So keep an eye on that first 12 minutes Saturday night. And finally, our second key stat, balance. The Portland Trailblazers, they've had five different players tally 15 or more in a game five different times already this season. Most recently, they did it in late February, and uh, the last time this Blazers franchise has had five players tally 15 plus that many times in a year, the 93-94 season. So almost unprecedented scoring balance, certainly something that can help lift you up after a, a big injury like that. And 
We'll close out real quick with one key matchup. We're spotlighting Tyus Jones and Damian Lillard on Monday. Mm. This should be fun. Uh, two very contrasting styles for point guards, but both guys very effective in how they do it. And uh, it should. who knows even how much they'll guard one another, but both guys should be a lot of fun to watch on Monday. Yeah, and you know with the Nurkic injury, Dame is going to raise his game even more for this Portland squad. Get your tickets at Timberwolves.com. Plenty of action at Target Center over the next couple of weeks. We hope to see you down here. For Cal Sotoquist, I'm John Folke saying so long right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.